0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, normally joined by Connor and Trevor, but uh, they're both gone right now. Connor's on vacation, visiting family, and uh, Trevor is hopefully having his kid. Um, so he's at home with his wife. Their due date was a few days ago. So, you know, it's happening any day now. So it's very exciting times for them. Uh, and obviously, Connor will be back next week. Trevor, I don't know, he's, uh, he claims he's coming back basically asap to for podcasts and stuff like that um but i i'd be surprised if he's back next week but i am joined by silas at least so i got i'm not in the studio alone i got silas here recording hey hey uh i'll get his opinion on some of the stuff Uh, but for this episode what i figured i'd do is i'd go over some of the off-season news and stuff like that like we normally do uh we'll talk about it a little bit give you kind of my take on some of the things Uh, maybe get silas's take on some of it um And then the parts that would normally be filled by me, Trevor, and Connor just kind of, I don't know, fluffing it up, throwing in random fillers of tangents that we go on uh i figured i would just kind of wrap up 2021 because this is the last episode for grip in 2021 we didn't want to skip it that's why we're still here and uh wrap up 2021 and also i figured i'd be able to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes look into 2022 what it's going to look like for foundation what it's going to look like for grip locked all of that and uh some some big plans we've got for the upcoming year some goals we have so should be a good episode should be a little bit of a quicker episode but uh finished finish out the year strong here. Um, well, let's just get straight to how we start every show. A little off-season, little off-season movement going on. Uh, first thing, pretty big news coming from Westside Discs Instagram. Uh, this has been rumored behind the scenes a little bit. I had some people DMing me this, but I didn't believe it, and now it is it has come to fruition. Westside has announced that the Westside and Nico will be parting ways um not too much information has been provided one thing that i found interesting though is that this is coming from west side's official instagram and not from nico Uh, I think that's a little bit telling here, just speculation, but Westside's caption says, the turn of the new year will usher in a new chapter for Team Westside Disc. Westside Disc and Nico have made the decision to part ways effective 2022. We would like to thank Nico for the past two years on Team Westside Disc. Nico's helped grow the Westside brand and has put some amazing performances, including two Pro Tour wins at the Preserve and Waco. Nico is a hardworking and passionate player, and we wish him continued success as he moves on to the next chapter of his disc golf career. Now... Why I find this interesting is I feel like in other cases players have been announcing if they're the ones making the decision that, hey, we're moving on, so on and so forth. Not necessarily the case when Prodigy leaked the Matty O one, um, but that was a little bit different. So for Westside to post this and also knowing Nico's history with companies, part of me feels like this is kind of... uh, it says it's mutual, but part of me kind of feels like maybe West Side confronted Nico and's like, hey, we want XYZ to happen. Nico's like, nah. And then they were just like, all right, well, it might be best if we, we split ways. I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I did find it interesting though. And what I'm not sure of, and there seems to be no one's really sure of, is is this something where Nico has something lined up and that's why he's leaving West Side? Like, does he have a sponsorship from Innova or Dynamic or wouldn't that wouldn't make sense so it's definitely not dynamic innova or prodigy or discraft or something like that and that's why he's leaving west side or is it a situation where west side's like hey nico kick rocks you know get get down the road and now nico is just on his own definitely will be interesting silas if you had to put your money where if anywhere does nico end up in 2022
1: yeah well we said this kind of on debate night um but nico's what was it, Uncle? I think his
0: uncle owns or is,
1: has his some affiliation with, with Gateway. Gateway. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Gateway because just because of that fact.
0: Yeah, that's a great that's a great guess. Uh, Nico definitely his um, his career kind of started with Gateway. He used to putt with Wizards for a long time. That was actually a point of contention when he went to some other companies. It's like he refused to take the wizard out of his bag. Um. So I definitely could see him going back with gateway but that's what i was saying like the, the nico's past is like he's jumped around he's probably been sponsored by more companies than any other player in the history of disc golf because he went from gateway i don't think he's been with end but he's been with gateway prodigy west um i think at one point he was with prodigy and dynamic disc kind of when like everyone was sponsored by dynamic disc back in the day before they became a manufacturer and then i think he was with like daredevil disc and there might have been like one more snuck in there he he's jumped around quite a bit and it's been very interesting because he's been at the the top level of the game for over a decade now and for some reason it seems like he's the player that hasn't been able to hold down a sponsor and how much of that is nico's fault and how much of that is the media and fans fault for holding nico more accountable than the rest of the field at times for his actions who knows, but it's definitely something interesting to keep an eye on as we head into 2022. The other thing that's interesting to keep an eye on in 2022 is Kevin Jones was recently on uh, Johnny Discoff's interview, uh, I guess you can call it show that Johnny Discoff does on YouTube. He basically posts like uh, just straight up interviews with players, um, and he did one with Kevin Jones, just kind of like catching up on the offseason. At the end, he asked Kevin, like, hey, is there anything you want to tease, any big announcements? And Kevin was like, yeah, I got a big announcement coming soon. He confirmed his contract with prodigy is up this year we already knew that um and then he was teasing that there's going to be a big announcement he wouldn't say the company that he's going with or anything like that so there's kind of two conflicting sides to this right In one breath kevin is saying like my contract's up i have done a sick video with and then he would say the company he wouldn't allude to what company that was so that part is alluding to kevin leaving prodigy but then in the next breath, Kevin is saying, yeah, with my contract being up, it's up to me to renegotiate. So renegotiate would obviously mean I'm renegotiating with the company I'm with. So is Kevin Jones staying with Prodigy or Kev- is Kevin Jones leaving? My personal thing that I think, I think that what we're about to see is Kevin Jones signing a very lucrative deal that Prodigy is going to make public. I think that Kevin Jones is staying with Prodigy and I think the big announcement is is his deal with Prodigy, um, and I think we're going to see a video. I, he also said they were, they were going to announce it before the end of the year, which I think also alludes to him saying with Prodigy, I could be completely wrong there. I just think that's what's going to end up happening. I think that this is a a big re-signing for Prodigy, um, just because of the renegotiate. I feel like the renegotiate was him slipping up a little bit when he said that, and then you know him alluding to the company was him kind of trying to stir up the the rumors, but silas if kevin does leave if kevin is gone from prodigy yeah where does he go oh where does kevin jones fit
1: where does kevin jones fit man you know there could be a lot of of places i feel like yeah um but hmm maybe just like a dark horse a dark horse company like uh all like, right uh like uh i don't know maybe latitude <laughs> latitude honestly. okay maybe latitude
0: yeah i think i was thinking kind of like dynamic discs yeah. possibly
1: yeah possibly but i here's do you, th- okay. do you think the contract if he does go with prodigy do you think that the numbers will be released
0: yeah so in my head i think that's what kind of what the, the thing is is i think that okay i think that's what the announcement is personally yeah, I think they're doing a video to release like a two-year, one point five million dollar deal or something like that, where people are going to be like, it's going to be a deal that because I think that what's happening is companies have seen the press that Discraft got for the ten years, ten mil, yeah, incredible press, incredible hype. Then Latitude released the Kristen Tatar uh, three-year, five hundred thousand, whatever what her deal was. They released her numbers, yeah, um. To where I think that if I'm prodigy and I'm looking back and I'm seeing the press that Westside's... Was it West Side or Latitude? Latitude's getting for the Chris and Tatar deal. Discraft's getting for the Paul deal. I'm thinking if we lock down Kevin Jones because his contract's up and we signed him to a big contract, if we're going to put that money into him, we might as well make the p- thing public yeah. to be like, hey, we're paying a player this much.
1: Um, do you think that forces the hand on other companies well, I think, to do the same thing and follow in their footsteps? I don't know if it
0: forces their hand to publicly say it but i do think that behind the scenes we're seeing players start to realize how much other players are making and start to
1: like question their contract yeah
0: i think that's why this year we've seen an abnormally large amount of players leaving contracts early or at least rumors of contracts being left early you know the nico one the ricky rumor um eric oakley left his contract early so on and so forth and i think part of that is contracts starting to become a little bit more public a little bit more well-known even if it's not truly public where they're more well-known behind the scenes yeah so that if you're a player in kevin jones shoes you're sitting there and you can kind of start to gauge your worth and if kevin signs one and that goes public then it i think it might cause issues for prodigy on the chris dickerson and katrina allen side if that's true if my whole speculation of kevin jones staying with prodigy is true because if i'm chris dickerson and I am regularly beating or competing with Kevin Jones for the same team, and now I see Kevin Jones making more than me, that's going to cause some strife. It's actually, I was, I was just watching, uh, I finally, I'm way behind on this, but the Formula One not, uh, Netflix documentary. Oh, jeez. I yes. just started watching that Man. last night. I know, I'm way behind. Wait but on. um, in the first season, there's two drivers for Red Bull, yeah. and Red Bull committed to, I believe his name was Max, the like... Worst driver of the two, but the younger driver of the two, yeah, and signed him to a bigger deal than Daniel Ricardo, I believe is his name, who was their better, more premier driver at the time, but he was a little bit older. And so it put Daniel in a situation of like, what the heck? So then it made contention within them to where, like, the next race, all Max wanted to do was prove he was a better driver than Daniel, Uh, and he wrecked his car in the like, he wrecked in the qualifying round, so like, he ended up starting at the back. And then Daniel went out and won the race. So they kind of is putting pressure on Red Bull at this point in the documentary of like, hey, you better pay me what I'm worth or else I'm leaving. I think we could see that type of thing start happening within companies of like, if companies keep making things public and let's just go again with the speculation that Kevin Jones stays with Prodigy and signed a big deal. Then if I'm Chris Dickerson, it might be like, hey, you better give me a similar deal or I'm looking at my other options. Or if I'm Katrina Allen even, and I'm looking at, you know, Kevin Jones, close to the top of the MPO, Katrina Allen, top of FPO. Yeah, I'm looking at his deal you and know, being like, okay, well, I need to be kind of getting close to that or at least I need to be comparable to Page now that Page's numbers are a little bit more public, not really, but uh, if I'm Katrina Allen, I probably have a, a good gauge of what Page is making. I'm saying, hey, Prodigy, I can find a company that'll do what Discraft's doing for Page for me. Is that company going to be you? I don't know. I think it's definitely going to be interesting, but I'm very curious if Kevin Jones does leave. I think if Kevin leaves, I personally think Innova is where he ends up. I don't think it's a good fit for Kevin. I don't like the move, but I think if he did leave, I've just heard a lot of rumors of players leaving Innova and surely at least some of them are true, if not all of them are true. And if that's the case, then Innova is going to be losing some higher tier talent And they'll have gaps to fill. And like, for instance, when Paul left Innova, Innova was quick to fill it with Rick. So if Rick or some of the other players that I've heard are rumored to be leaving Innova, then I think they'd be quick to fill it with a player like Kevin Jones.
1: Who do you think would fill the prodigy kind of face of the company, if you will?
0: Ah, uh, Chris Dickerson. I think I think right now there's already a battle between like Chris and Kevin, okay. Uh, as to like when you hear Prodigy, who you think of first? Yeah. So I think if Kevin did leave, Prodigy would be the smartest to double down on Chris because Chris has the talent, and I yeah. think he's a very marketable person. You just have to give him the right situations to be marketed, and I think he has think the talent that, to compete.
1: So do you think that he would then uh, participate in the full tour?
0: Well, I mean he let
1: me look at this last season
0: because i think he pretty much did fully tour last okay. year i think the people kind of don't realize that dickerson's been touring more and more and more kind of as years have gone on just because in the past he didn't really tour at all so yeah. if you it looks like his tour started at waco um and i'm trying to count up just pro tours so pro tours he played one two three four five six seven eight he played eight Pro Tours. I'm not counting the match play, but I am counting the Pro Tour Championship in that. So, pretty full tour, quote-unquote, because he also snuck in some national tours in there. He just doesn't go fully out West. Right. So, when players are going fully out West, he's still in Tennessee, clean house there. And then, uh, once the tour starts to go Midwest is when he starts. But I could see him, you know, if Prodigy fully committed to him and was like, hey, we're willing to give you this type of contract but you need to be like all in on tour yeah i think you'd do it yeah uh some other off-season news as we wrap this up adam hammers signed a three-year extension with discraft not sure if you mentioned that last week erica stench comes staying with west side discs for a year and macy vela is staying with dynamic discs for a year that could be a big pickup uh or keep for dynamic discs as i believe macy's planning on touring again next year and she could definitely be uh she could definitely be pushing towards the top of FPO. So uh, definitely we'll keep an eye on. Hopefully next week we'll know where Kevin Jones is going or if he's going anywhere and we'll be able to kind of get everyone's reaction on that. Now, one thing I'll also say before we get into some more uh, news that came out is I I was like browsing Reddit this morning while I was working out because I was bored and wanted something to read. So I was just scrolling through Reddit and I came across this brand elimination game that someone's been putting on on Reddit and it's, it's pretty thrilling um so essentially what they did is they put in uh it looks like 16 brands into a graphic and then they had people vote on what their least favorite brand was on reddit and then they eliminate uh-huh. them to basically rank the brands from one to 16 yeah so the, and then they made these funny graphics is what caught me after so uh in 16th place right now well not right now it's official 16th place in this thing was dga which surprised me oh. um and then in 15th place they had legacy and they freaking they made the legacy logo say legacy slipped disc it then put steve rico on like an old the old man from family guy it looks like <sighs> which is very funny uh 14th place millennium and they have freaking like scooby-doo when um what's the what's the guy's name in scooby-doo the blonde shaggy no sorry the other blonde fred is that his name sure fred we're gonna call him fred (laughs) when fred like pulls the mask off of him and it reveals like it was someone the whole time and so it's millennium and he's pulling it off and it's just innova 13th place is prodigy and they just have like the confused person's face with all their names around 12th place is gateway which that's what that was where it got surprising is that gateway beat prodigy uh, i was gonna say millennium legacy that high up yeah okay 11th place okay, was gateway. uh i'm guessing streamline because it's confusing because mvp and axiom are still in but the graphic has james conrad axiom and streamline mvp in it so i don't really know but 11th is streamline and then 10th is Infinite, 9th is Dynamic Discs, and so then the brands they are still in are Axiom, Discmania, Discraft, a Latitude 64, Cast Class, Westside, and MVP. I don't know. I just thought it was entertaining. More so, the, the graphics that they were making for these companies I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> of like, they were memeing the companies after they lost. Because yeah. like, Dynamic Discs, they have basically Paige Pierce walking away from a burning house. That is Dynamic Discs, <laughs> which that's again i mean that's just funny uh so you know maybe maybe we'll just keep up with that because that's that's something fun to look at final piece of news for this show before we get into the 2021 wrap-up and look at 2022 was the 2023 pdga major locations have been announced it looks like worlds is coming back to vermont where greg Barsby won in 2018 uh pretty excited to have that back i like i like worlds in vermont uh great courses Um, scrolling down here, there's a lot of like Junior Worlds, and Worlds, all that stuff. United States Women's Disc Golf Championship is coming back to, or not back to, coming to Burlington, North Carolina, which that's exciting. That's like two hours south of us uh, at Cedar Rock Park, I believe. Um, Very nice. Really, really fun course to play down there. I believe they're going to bring back the. They have like this like hybrid course they do there. I could be wrong, but I think that's what they're bringing back. Only thing I don't like about that is that they're not making Throw Pink Women's Disc Golf Championship a major. They're keeping U.S. Women's, which is weird just because Throw Pink Women's this past year felt like a bigger tournament than U.S. Women's. So like in my head, just make U.S. Women's and USDGC on the same weekend and let them both play with Throw
1: Pink on the USDGC weekend. Mm -hmm. That's so weird.
0: Yeah. Well, and Throw Pink Women's is just an eight tier. Yeah. So, like the winner of that feel like Missy Gannon won it and it felt like she won a major, but she didn't. But it's just A tier. She won an A tier. Like wow. it was less than a Pro Tour win, but it felt bigger because there's already a major going on and it's at the same courses. Yeah. So, definitely interesting decision to keep the US women's there instead of going throw pink women's. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, and the final one they announced for the pro scene is the pdga champions cup is going to be moving to milford michigan in 2023 at the toboggan course where d is um i personally I've, I've made my opinion on this loud and clear i want to hear actually trevor's opinion when he's back i really thought this course was going to stay at wr jackson and that's what part of what made me very excited for this tournament having another rotating major i just the issue with disc golf right now is these tour these tournaments don't have a big like way to uh like USCGC is the only one you really really have to qualify for the champions cup initially said there's going to be some qualification type things but then i think it's just like tiered rating i don't fully know what's going on with champions cup hopefully champions cup does have some type of qualification process behind it and then i'll feel a little better about it but if it's not um then it's essentially just like what's the difference between this and worlds other than the title? Is why why I don't like it. Like having two Cause like there's only so many courses right now that if you're not parked at one and you can turn that, like WR Jackson, you could turn into the Champions Cup course, kinda like USDGC did with Winthrop Gold, and you're just rotating, like Worlds and PDJ Champions Cup, like they're they're gonna end up kinda going to the same spots here and there. Like where it's yeah. starting in Appling, Georgia was already where Worlds was in twenty 20- uh 17 or something oh wow or i don't know yeah i think 2017 so
1: would you like to see more qualifications on tournaments
0: majors especially yes Yes. i think the pro tour needs a tour card which they're already working on but i think it needs to be like a legit tour card where if you don't have a tour card you don't play yeah majors i think that they can each have unique ones like usdgc has qualifying events love that i don't think usdgc really needs to change if it did change you know you could look at trying to make it more true to the name of usdgc like i don't know exactly how what i mean by that but something where it's more like national qualify qualification based where people are representing states or something but usdgc format good love it worlds i definitely think needs some type of qualification because like There's no need for as many people to play Worlds as currently play Worlds, and there's also no need for a player of my caliber to be able to play in a professional world championship. Yeah. But that happens.
1: Right. That shouldn't be allowed.
0: Like The world championship should be the best of the The best best competing for a world title. So I think Worlds needs an even stricter qualification process than USDGC, whether it just be world ranking or I I don't know what they exactly want to do, maybe pro tour points or something. I have no idea, but I think World should definitely have it, and then Champions Cup. I think Champions Cup is where we can like kind of experiment. Maybe bring in some, I don't know. Maybe you have like more local qualifying events in addition to X amount from the from the Pro Tour, because you you always want a major to have the best of the best players, right? But I'm okay with a major expanding to where like some AMs are allowed in, like maybe okay. maybe the top ten finishers at AM Worlds get in or something like oh. that that'd be cool to where you have the best of the best at champions cup and they're going to win but you at least have a storyline of like other players that got in i'd be okay with like experimenting in that way they tried experimenting with the format earlier to separate it don't touch the format like just it's disc golf let's play singles or stroke play i mean um but i'd be okay with experimenting with the major in the qualification process of like who actually gets to play the major i think that might go well um but, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely bring the major locations, especially the Champions Cup one, back up once we have Trevor and Connor back. Because I want to hear especially Trevor's take on it, because Trevor has a good idea of like how golf does majors and stuff like that to where he can always provide a good, good perspective on that. So, um, yeah, but 2021 is officially coming to an end. Today's December 29th. So we got two more days in 2021 and then uh the next time you'll hear us on Grip Lock will be in 2022. 2021 though was pretty incredible. It was better than we imagined, we could ever imagined really. Uh Grip locked the show you're listening to right now grew I mean in, into a much much bigger podcast than we ever expected when the year started. I don't even trying to think if we were even in this studio. I think the year started in a it, it was we were in this space but we were like in a much weirder I think the wall was just black behind us or something, I don't know. But it was because it just wasn't something that seemed worth our investment and time to, to build out and make into something. Um, But as the year went on, it became more and more of a focus of ours, mainly because of you, the listeners where it, that we couldn't ignore kind of the momentum we were getting with grip lock and stuff like that to where, we quickly started to realize like, hey, this is actually a, a big part of our business. This is a big part of foundation is the podcast. And by the end of the year, I, at this point in public, if I do get recognized, which is rare, don't don't take this as I get recognized all the time. But if I do, it's more times than our YouTube channel. It's for our podcast, which is kind of crazy because our YouTube channel is bigger than our podcast, uh, obviously. And it gets a little bit more views than our podcast but it, it's i think it's just it's always cool to me when someone comes up and recognizes me for grip locked that makes me feel better because like if you like our videos you might just like the stupid stuff we do on the course but if you like the okay. podcast like you literally it's just me and trevor or connor and silas now talking to where like if you like grip lock, that means you actually like us right so that makes me feel better when people <laughs> like grip locked but no grip locked and all the podcasts really in 2021 debate night came in and gave Griplock to run for its money, listener-wise, right from the get-go and everything like that. It was a crazy 2020 year, 21 year, and uh, you're about to see some pretty big things on the podcast side. Griplock looks and feel-wise won't change much, um, if at all, but debate night and the Bogey Bro Banter, we're going to be building out their own studios now because, again, they've both been growing to where we can now see the investment and make sense for us to build out their own studios um if you're also a fan of the uh podcast channel you might know of our show nick the nick and matt show uh we signed them at the beginning of this year to a one-year contract that contract is now up and uh nick nick carl wants to tour a little bit more matt matt graham uh got a promotion in his job that's gonna require him to be on the road a little bit more so they came to us and uh basically said like hey guys for the next year we don't know how much we can be committed to doing the nick and matt show and um they wanted to move on and go back to doing it on their own channel simply because they didn't want to have the outside pressure of they have to do x amount of shows. Because, like for instance, you've you've listened to the show. Obviously, uh, one of our big sponsors of this show and the Nick and Matt show throughout the year has been Manscaped, and Manscaped asks us. Well, not asked It's in our contract that we have to do x amount of shows per month x amount of ad reads per month and so that's also in the nick and matt show side of the contract and for instance if more of those ads keep coming into the foundation podcast network and more keep getting funneled to nick and matt they didn't want the pressure of having to do you know three four podcasts a month when nick might be on the road and matt might be traveling it just wouldn't have worked out so they would rather you know be on their own and have a little bit more flexibility to where if they want to pop on a friday night and do a quick five minute show or 10 minute show and then, you know, be able to do one or two episodes a month or whatever they want to do. They wanted that flexibility. And so they decided to move on and go back to uh, their old YouTube channel. So that'll be starting for them back up in January. And um, yeah, we'll we'll look for a way to to still kind of bring you that type of content here. We've got some uh, ideas in the works of what we can do to. To kind of still fill that because we we definitely think that that's something that we want on the foundation podcast network that style of show and so we will uh, we're gonna have something coming in 2022 that'll fill that slot. Uh, not sure exactly what it'll be yet, but uh, we have some ideas that I think you'll really like. Some other big thanks for 2022. If you're a Patreon member or you're interested in our Patreon, we're fully reworking the tiers. We're re- renaming the Patreon to be called the Heiser Club. Um, and then we're gonna have three tiers: the member, elite, and Hall of Fame tiers. And um, there's a lot of benefits in that. I'm not gonna bore you with all the ins and outs if you don't want to hear it. But uh, January 1st, definitely go check out the Patreon. All of them will be up to date by then. They might actually be up. Brody said he's gonna work on it today, so I don't know if they'll be up today or not. But in two days, they'll definitely be up. January 1st, you can check it out. Uh, one of the benefits, though is uh ad-free Grip Locked. So if like we were talking about there's a lot of people that support us, a lot of advertisers that support us. If you want to be able to listen to Grip Locked ad-free, that's one of the benefits of the lower tier. There's also some a lot of bonus content, behind the scenes stuff, some bonus podcasts, all of that stuff. And we're adding more um cannot wait for Patreon in 2022. 2021 Patreon was a, a great year. Uh I believe we were able to accomplish a lot of stuff we wanted to do. Um, We just had to rework it a little bit simply because some of the tiers had like physical, tangible rewards. And with COVID and supply chain issues, that kind of just made it a logistical nightmare on our end to have something that's guaranteed to people that they're paying up front. And then we couldn't guarantee that we were going to fill it by the end of that month. So there were some months where it was two weeks into the next month before we could fill the previous month. And we didn't like it. We didn't want to do that again. We didn't want to risk that again. So we made sure that everything in the Patreon for 2022 is stuff that's actually under our control. So it's fully media based, fully stuff that we create, we curate. So basically, as long as we're living and breathing, we can get those benefits to our Patreons and and not feel, I mean, there wasn't a single month that went by that a Patreon didn't get their benefit, but it still sometimes like felt like we were letting people down just because like the marble tier you know, it, it might've come the 30th of the month and we're announcing the next month's item. And this month item hadn't come in yet. And you can see where that like, even though it did eventually come where people would be like, well, why am I going to pay for another month? I haven't even got this month thing. So it was just stuff that we we didn't like. We didn't hear a ton of complaints or anything. It's just, we were looking at it and we weren't comfortable keeping that same thing moving forward. So we revamped it. And I personally think that the tier values uh, like what you get for your money, have drastically went up compared to last year. I think that uh, if you're interested in supporting Foundation Disc Golf beyond just giving us your listens and stuff like that, which we greatly appreciate, and if you're in a financial position to do so, um, I definitely think there, that if you're a fan of Foundation, there's some some great benefits to our Patreon, and again, that'll be all published on uh, January 1st. One of the tiers actually has access to, called uh, again, it's all called the Heiser Club now, uh, access to the Heiser Club store, where you can get like exclusive merch, exclusive stuff like that, so you can rep stuff that's only for you. So then, when you're rocking it on the course, and everyone's like, "What the heck?" you can be like, "Yeah, I'm better than you." Um, that's gonna be <laughs> that's something that can come through the the Patreon. All jokes there, but really though, I'm very excited for the Heiser Club. Uh, I think that people are really gonna like it. We're also gonna hopefully be expanding our team a little bit in 2022. Um, one of our main focuses in 2022 is improving our customer service. Uh, I think our customer service is a little backed up right now. I think that's why it kind of feels like a bigger need than it is throughout the year. You know, we've been able to typically respond within a business day, but, uh, as we hope to continue to expand the media side, it's going to be pulling our customer service person, Trevor, away from customer service, um, and into more media stuff. So we're going to hopefully be bringing someone on that can handle all of our customer service, all of that stuff. Um, so then if you call foundation, email foundation, you're hearing back, not within a business day, but within the same business day, uh, within a matter of hours, maybe even less. Um, that's the goal so that we can have customer service that is on top of it. And um, yeah, that's definitely one of our big goals for 2022. We're also hopefully expanding our content creation team, adding another personality or maybe even two. And uh, speaking of teams, we do still have, we. it's official and we have two Team foundation members, both players are on tour. Not gonna tell you MPO or FPO. Those two are locked in. We'll be adding up to four total. So two are locked in, up to four. You can continue guessing. That announcement hopefully will come late January, early February is the plan. Uh, because we wanna we wanna announce it right. We want to do everything right. Um, so you're not gonna hear, I'm not gonna confirm or deny anyone that you comment, but feel free to keep commenting and guessing because that is that is coming down the, down the pipe and we're very excited about that. And a few final things. We do have an in-person store coming in 2022. Very excited. Actually, I just got a text from the builder last night that they're going to be coming in next week to begin the framing of the wall and everything. It's going to be here. Uh, and we're also, what that's going to allow is the front of it is going to be our retail store where you can come in, shop. It's not going to be a massive store, but it'll allow us to kind of do pop-up signings and stuff like that. And if you're local to the area, you'll have a spot that you can come in and um, shop our inventory. We'll also do some custom runs just for our store and stuff like that. Uh, We're kind of just getting our feet wet with an in-person store, seeing how it goes. And then if it goes well, we'll be able to expand to bigger and bigger. But what it also is going to allow is the back half that we're sitting in right now. We're going to fully develop into our media and studio offices. So essentially, each podcast is going to have its own studio, and then uh, our media team will be able to work here, where the Wi-Fi is a little bit better and the uh, the ambiance is in a warehouse. We'll just put it that way. that way. That way, we're we don't have Connor sitting in a warehouse editing the YouTube videos because that's what's going on right now. It, it's working, but you know he's definitely excited to move back into here. So actually, we're all we're all excited. The whole everyone that's going to be working here is very excited. So uh, that is uh, going to be coming hopefully early January and we're going to have a much bigger focus on media in 2022. 2021, one of our big goals was to grow our retail side. We blew all of our numbers, all of our goals out of the water on the retail side. I still am, I can't believe you know the amount of support and everything we've received there. So Our goal now is kind of keep that momentum going on the retail side. Uh, We've kind of figured out a few different things that have worked, and we're going to kind of keep turning that away and then put our main focus on the media side in 2022, kind of expand again, add a new show, launch a new site, uh, all kinds of stuff like that, and uh, continue to produce more content, possibly add a third video a week to our main channel and maybe even a second video a week to our Foundation Nation channel, um, and just continue putting our heads down and, and grinding it out. Twenty twenty two, based on our plans and what we we hope to do, it should be our our biggest year yet again. Um, every single year we've went into, we've you know ha- seen tremendous growth and tremendous support from you all, and I cannot thank you all enough. And uh, hopefully, twenty twenty two brings the same thing. So that's I don't even know how long I just rambled for. But there it is. That is 2021 all wrapped up. That's a little look at our 2022 plans. And we're very excited. And again, we could not do any of this without all of you listening, uh, watching our videos, watching our podcasts, watching whatever random challenges we do supporting the foundation nation channel supporting us on patreon each and every one of you uh mean the world to us and y'all are what keeps us going day after day and um we really appreciate all of you if you want to check out our website you can check head over to foundation if you want to learn more about the patreon and then check out the Heiser club tiers that should all be published again here within the next few days do not purchase until january 1st if it does go up before then simply because if you buy right now it's the worst time to buy for Patreon because Patreon. because I don't know why it just charges you like if I paid right now the 29th of December it's going to charge me like let's say the $5 here charged me 5 bucks today and then it'll charge 5 bucks on January 1st and I've tried changing it I can't so it, when you're listening to this hold off hold your excitement January 1st purchase that way you're not double charged for the next two days if you are DM us we'll refund you for the first one um But definitely go check out patreon.com slash foundation disc golf. You'll be able to see all the updated tiers and uh, see if you're interested in all of them. If you're a fan of foundations content, I definitely think you're going to be interested in at least one of the tiers. I think the $5 tier is the best value if you're just interested in content and you don't care about discounts to our store early access all of that stuff the five dollar tier gets you a whole lot for that so we really appreciate each and every one of you and we can't wait for 2022 silas you got anything to wrap up the show wrap up the
1: season wrap up the show and season well this is your first time on grip and i'm giving you the opportunity to wrap up. i know it's on it, I'm, I'm honored here um i i don't know just from the outside looking in uh grip has just grown so much over the past year um as well as like all the podcasts and the content. Um, so like Hunter said, uh, without your support guys, uh, we wouldn't be able to produce this stuff and, and, and produce this content for you guys. Um, so a big shout out to everyone listening and yeah, that's a wrap. Boom.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. That's a wrap. That's it. We'll talk to you all next week, next Wednesday. We'll have everyone back hopefully. And, uh, Start off 2022 with a bang. Thank you all so much for listening.